You are listening to the Self Made Bay podcast with your co hosts, Danny Fountain and Lola Gilbert, who dive deep into the psychology and strategy of starting a business. Here is the place where we get real with you, talk about the gritty parts of business that make us cry, and cut out the bullshit. We're ready to talk about how the hell we handle the day to day when life gets hard. Take our hands, join in conversation, and get real support as you build your empire. Because you're a self-made babe. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feeds or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at selfmadebabepodcast. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Self-Made Babe. Today, we have Kirsten, the co-founder of Copper Cuddle Co., a design and strategy biz that's about to celebrate its two-year anniversary. When she's not working, you can find her over at The Traveling Kettle on Instagram, where she documents her family's nomadic life. Welcome. We're so excited to have you here. Yay. Thanks, guys. We welcome, welcome. It's nice to be here. Well, let's kick it off with a nice big question. What secret projects are you working on? <laughs> so it feels like we're always working on some sort of secret project. Um, mm-hmm. Lately, it's been our kind of redesign of Copper Kettle Co. and moving on to more of a full service branding and uh, business startup business. Um, and then otherwise, our, our really exciting secret one is our Pike Street Brand Collective, which is going to be a marketplace for pre-designed brands that are um, high quality but affordable for the everyday small business owner. So we're really excited about that. I love that. What's it like trying to launch a secondary business when you already have such a big, strong primary brand going on? Uh, it, this, so this is my, my issue. It's been, um, as a serial entrepreneur, I'm, I'm all about the grind. I'm always grinding and I'm always hustling with business and change is like my natural state of being, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially with, as a digital nomad and such, you know. But um, so taking on a second business, it's been um, a big time management constraint. So it's really hard working on, you know, figuring out how to work with my current clients for our branding, but then also, you know, finding the time to actually construct this brand new business that needs a lot of nurturing and, you know, and that kind of stuff. So it's been, it's been fun. I love the grind, but man, it's, um, it's a bit of a time sucker. <laughs> oh, I bet that sounds yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah. How about, how about you guys? You know, you, you guys are both, you know, serial entrepreneurs too. I know you guys have, uh, have, things going on always do you have any Mm -hmm. input or anything oh yeah I think just when you're thinking about balancing two businesses the thing that I always get caught up in is which one deserves the most time and which one like should be the big focus Um, and the natural instinct is to rank based on revenue priority and I think I find myself doing that but when you rank on revenue priority the small projects never go anywhere. So sometimes you have to sacrifice a little bit of revenue priority time to make the small projects take off. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's also so different when you also have more than one ideal client that you're working for, especially Kirsten, when you're talking about your new project and how that's something that you hope to push something that's more affordable and more easily obtainable. And then the Copper Kettle Co., I mean, you've grown your packages by what, like $7,500 in the last year alone or something, which is fucking awesome. Um, So you're tailoring to a whole different client base businesses that can really invest big numbers into these brands. And so it can be so different. Like my um, photography business, my clients are obviously the subjects of my photography and, and then my, the Bayton collective, it's more the photographer. So it's so different on, you know, how to tailor those two businesses. So that's probably one of my biggest struggles is, is really keeping that separately and trying not to mix them up. Speaking of struggle, what do you think is the biggest struggle and biggest success you saw in that first year of Copper Kettle Co.? I'd say my biggest struggle, again, is time management. Um, Doing the, like, trying to figure out time to grow a business. And then we, we at Copper Kettle Co. like to really challenge ourselves and um, (laughs) also have kids just, like, all the time and also <laughs> so we um so again time management is just my um my biggest flaw pretty much everywhere but it's um so yeah i'd say that's probably our biggest struggle is just finding time to actually do things while we're on the road and while we're raising kids and you know all of that stuff um our biggest success man it's just been the growth i i can't i am shocked daily at how much we've grown over the last year it's it's just been insane and yeah we're about to celebrate two years and yeah I don't know just the growth it's been crazy like Lola had mentioned that we we have grown like our revenue what we were charging we were charging a thousand dollars at the beginning of um January 2016 for a package that included most of the branding stuff that we include now now we charge $8,500 for a very similar package. And it's just like, I, my mind just blows all the time (laughs) from, from that. And we were talking about this offline recently, but um, let's talk a little bit about your package structure because you don't take the typical approach of billing on a project or an hour basis. Your clients pay you that set fee and you essentially do whatever they want. Right. Talk to us about that. Yeah, exactly. This is, I've been really, really excited about this. And so far we've seen only pure, like pure awesomeness from it. It's, we've changed our package structure to, to, like you said, to include pretty much anything that our clients want. And what we do is we just set a time limit. So we say, Hey, you are our one client. We have no other clients for the time of February 1st through February 28th or, you know, the, March 1st. (laughs) Um, And basically, we just say, yeah, okay, so let's do strategy. We'll do your branding. We'll do your website. We'll do copywriting, SEO, um, social media management and content creation, blog posts, whatever you need. Um, And we will be your number one, like, business builder. We will help you to build it from the ground up or from where you are up. Um, And we we just run with it. And what we've found so far is that the way, like, being able to to um, focus so solely on one client 
the relationship becomes incredibly intimate. We are able to really, really dig deep into the strategy of everything and, and come up with something that's super coherent and super consistent across the board. And it's, it's just been, it's been awesome. It's, we've seen stellar results from it. Yeah, what an incredible experience to get to know your clients on such a real level. Like you really are their go-to every day, I imagine, or most days um, as far as building their brand. And do you think that they have a really good experience kind of learning more about their brand voice or about the development of the direction of their brand within that, let's say, 30 days, give or take? Absolutely. Yeah, it's been amazing. I feel like coming away from each of our projects that we've done with this, um, everybody always feels, it seems like everybody's felt way, way, way more comfortable with who they are as a professional and as, um, as their brand as a whole. So, you know, you come in and we hire these photographers or creatives who have been in business for, you know, two or so years and who have done really successful. They've, you know, they book their clients and they have really great flourishing businesses but they don't quite have their voice and they, or they don't quite have their visuals or they don't quite like, you know, it's all kind of miss, miss mod podge together right. and doing this and coming up with like the strategy as a whole. And then all of the branding and website based on that, creating an effective flow through their website and having their brand actually reflect them as a person, but them also in the eyes of their target audience it's been, it's just been really crazy. It's, you come away as like almost an entirely different person, but a person who's way more in tune with, with all of it. It's, it's, yeah, it's been. It's kind of almost like having your own cheerleaders on your sideline dedicated to you for a month. Like, I love that. That's so awesome. That's such a good, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? A revolutionary way of doing it. I think that when businesses find your, um, your way of your packaging, I guess, um, I mean, how cool to have someone solely dedicated to you for a month and like, it's like a little incubator. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The, the focus that we're going for. Love that. So let's dive a little deeper for a second. This is Lola's favorite space on the whole planet. Uh, what, <laughs> what interpersonal challenges do you think you have in business? Oh man. <laughs> Okay, so this is the gritty, I guess. <laughs> I am, I can be an emotional person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so dealing with um, balancing the professional, like, you know, you want to be in control, but then also you want to be personal. It's hard balancing like the best friend mentality kind of thing. Like, again, we do get really intimate with all of our clients. And so we become close friends I like to think and and so far that's what we've experienced and it's hard balancing that um the um best friend mentality and the professional mentality so I'd say that's, that's my biggest one <laughs> yeah because ultimately you're a business right and and how they come out at the other end reflects on you exactly. so you can't just kind of be like yeah that's good let's do it like that like at some point you have to check them and be like listen like that's not like a love you girl, but it's not going to work like that. Right. Uh -huh. So I, and I'm totally like that too. Like I have a huge heart. I want to say yes to everyone and everything. And that, that is so draining, like to take yeah. that away at night and, and you and your, you and your husband do it together. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like, 
you you don't even have like that space really to just like let it go because it's business all the time right yeah <laughs> yeah I can totally imagine how it feels like that so um what are you and your husband doing to to get away from work anything right now like little things big things like what do you like and I mean turn it off I mean no Twitter no Instagram nothing oh and nothing Every, like, I'd say every month, I come away and I say, okay, Kelly. Kelly's my husband. Okay. Yeah. My work hours officially. My work hours yeah. officially are from <laughs> 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then I'm done. I'm done for the day. And every, oh my, it lasts for, like, three days. And right, right. <laughs> well, it's so hard because you want to, you want to be on top of everything. You want to always be at their, um, at their beck and call basically mm -hmm. you want to be helpful and so it's hard to turn things off mm -hmm. um i will say being a digital nomad and traveling has helped significantly though it's oh um, really yeah it's yeah actually totally the opposite of how i felt i felt like it was going to be like this constant cramming of trying mm -hmm. to fit in business with travel and everything and so far what it's been is it's actually been a way for me to get out of you know get out of the normal like you're at your house every day and you have the live if your living room is your workspace but also your living space it can get really hard to to separate the two right. but having this digital nomad life where everything you know where we're in a different place once a month has really really helped to like to stop work during certain times like travel days when we're driving because we drive everywhere mm -hmm. travel days are work-free zones and so typically awesome. yeah typically while we're driving we also I allow for about a week because you know you need to pack and then unpack and so I say during that week I get as much work as I need to get done done before the week and then I say we take the week off so we travel, right. we pack, we unpack, we get settled in, we relax for a little bit, and then we start back up on work again. So it actually really helps. And then also, you know, we always we want to explore all these new places that we're at. So, so being able to explore and travel or, you know, explore the new cities that we're in also mm -hmm. really helps with getting away from work. So it's kind of balanced out a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I, it is. It's, it's hard. So struggle. <laughs> well, the good thing is, the good thing is, is that, mm, entrepreneurs are just built like that yeah. so if, if you feel like you continually want to go back to work and continually like that's a good thing the yeah. problem is that then we get things like burnout and then we don't like want to do it and then we resent our <laughs> clients and then it yeah. gets really gross um but it seems like you even though you don't think you do it seems like you have put some things in place to help yourself feel refreshed. But the problem is that depending on, let's say how, how long is in between your travel times, right. then, I mean, if it's a few weeks, okay, we can stretch it out. We can hustle whatever. But then if you're looking at something more like two months, three months, like that's a long time in between no breaks. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and, and there isn't a whole lot that I can tell you that you don't already know. The problem is you're just not doing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
accountability person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I know that you're part of like a lot of Facebook groups for other nomad entrepreneurs. I'm sure there's other entrepreneurs out there that are in those groups that are moms. And I'm sure that you can connect with those. But the biggest thing that I would suggest is I'm sure that you probably live and breathe by a calendar somewhere, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would suggest even taking those, like you said, you have those weeks where you are a week at a time where you're not talking. I would suggest, and like I said, you probably already know this, but put it on your calendar, make it two hours, right? It doesn't have to be a big chunk of time, but go out in the yard. I don't know. Obviously you're, you're moving around. So I don't know if your options are always the same, but um, but just do it. Like just put things down, turn your notifications off. And like I said, we all know this, we just don't do it. And if my reminder can help you to, to do it a little more, I promise you'll feel so much better, even though it feels yucky feeling like I have to do this right now. And if I don't do it right now, you know, then I'll be behind or whatever, but you'll be able to come back to it with such a better headspace. No, oh, I love that. I think that's, that's perfect. I feel like that is is exactly what I need to that just need to mark it out mark out the yeah because if it on the calendar (laughs) if you don't put it on your calendar I told Caleb the other day Caleb's my husband whoever who whoever might not know um but I told him I'm like just so you know at the point when we have to put our sex life on the calendar that's a good thing like that means I got somewhere (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't mean you're less important I promise I feel like that's such a good hump to get over too though because um because I feel like there is there's such shame in in like you know oh have I really gotten to this point where I actually have to schedule in family time but right no you're right I feel like it's totally like that so things are like and Danny's much better at this like putting things on her calendar I'm still like working through it um but the thing is like if you make it onto my calendar like that's a good thing that means it's important for me to block out time for it yeah yeah I love that so a secondary question to that just like watching you in the business space for the past year a year ago you were the kind of person who wouldn't even get on the phone with someone And now here we are on a video call recording this podcast episode. Talk to me about um, the challenges you've had being an introvert in business and how much of that you forced yourself to change and how much of it you think has just been personal growth. Okay, so I'm going to start off by saying that this podcast right now, I am like, I'm so out of my comfort zone. (laughs) A hard, hard, hardcore introvert. Kelly and I. That's where growth happens. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I, so I'm a big, I'm a big advocate. Well, not advocate necessarily, but I am always changing. I feel like that's why I do so well in the entrepreneurial space is that I just, I always have these ideas and I always want to be moving and moving forward and doing new things. And, and with that, I mean, change, change can be really hard. And um, I feel like it's just kind of been this, this weird growth spurt of, um, of breaking out of my comfort zone out of this last two years or so now too, um, where it's the same thing. It's just, it feels like it's a new business and I need to continue swimming and just need to keep swimming and, you know, and, and my introvertedness will not be a, um, a, what's the word? It won't be a crutch or, you know, so. And I think that, 
there is a natural state of kind of being hush hush and quiet mm -hmm. um, about a new business just in general when you're starting it because it really takes those first couple of people to say no this is a really good idea like yeah. this, or like you're really good at this like it takes that little bit of someone saying that before you're like oh like you're right i can be i can talk a little louder about this like i can have a little bit more confidence in my voice because someone else said that i'm good at it sometimes we need outside validation to even though we tell ourselves oh like you're good at this whatever like just it's human nature we need other people to tell us we're good at it too yeah totally mm -hmm. So we have one last question for you. And this question might be the scariest of all. Uh, what do you think is your biggest struggle going forward? Uh, where do you start to feel lost when you think about the future? Oh, biggest struggle going forward. Okay, so this one is this one is a, a bit of a scary, maybe personal one. So personal in business though too. So I am, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur and what is, and like I've been saying, change, 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 change is like my natural state. Um, what scares me about the future is not being able to maybe quote unquote settle down in business. And I feel like this might be kind of a struggle with a lot of entrepreneurs. I know that um, people like Jasmine Starr have talked about it in a lot of their speeches about just change in general. And with me, I feel like it almost, I'm afraid that it will sink in too closely or too deep that, that I won't ever have like this long term business that lasts, you know, longer than a couple years or whatever, just because I always have that itch to change. So and it's a little, maybe a little bit personal and a little, very scary to admit, especially on a podcast. <laughs> but, um, but I say that's my biggest, biggest fear for the future. I think that, um, sorry, Danny, <laughs> we're fighting. Um, the short thing that I was going to say was basically that the good thing is change is inevitable. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you will never feel like there's a lackluster and that you're just like settling in this like valley, you know? Um, but, and another good thing is you, you're the owner, so you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. So as long as there is a stability for your clients and for everybody that you're involved with, then guess what? You can change it however you want and you can still continue to grow as long as you're doing it in an, a a smart way like think about it a little bit but <laughs> you can do that go Danny and I think I think I just want to challenge you a little bit because I think actually you're already settled your profession is entrepreneur and each of these different like ventures that you go down are pivots you know entrepreneurship is your profession because I don't think like even highly successful entrepreneurs sell their business and start another one and they identify as entrepreneur rather than the founder of A, B, C, D, and T, E tech companies. Right. So I would just see them as pivots rather than the fact that you haven't settled down. And like, I mean, how lucky are you that you have eight different entrepreneurial venture ideas in your lifetime that all pan out successfully winning? Oh, yeah. That, uh, that actually, he just hit a curve or a, a nerve with me. <laughs> cord, that's what I've been. Anyway, you hit a cord with me. I feel like that's, that's totally, I, I love that. I love that. Thank you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. I think it's so true. Just like watching everything you've been doing over the past like year that we've gotten to be really good friends. That you're just entrepreneurs, your profession, and there's nothing wrong with that. So oh, I have so many ones. <laughs> good. Do you have um, anything that you want to share with the audience, places that they can find you um, if they want to continue the conversation with you after this? Sure. Yeah. I am most active on Instagram at Copper Kettle Co. is my uh, hash or my, um, uh, what is my thing. username? Copper Kettle Co. Um, and then just around, around Facebook, I'm in all kinds of Facebook groups, the Rising Tide, Savvy Business Owners. Um, I love, I love me some good business Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much for being on. I know we had a blast talking to you. And guys in the audience, check out the show notes for a few different places you can follow along after this. We will be back soon for another episode.